Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. And I'm Kevin. Corbs, you totally should have said, and I'm Corbs coming to you from the Hall of Justice. <laughs> that would have been great. All right. So, guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I've got uh, two things that are kind of, uh, well, the first one isn't really a geek thing. I, okay. Let me put it to you this way. After we finished the watch through the Marvel movies, we're looking for something else to watch with my nine-year-old. And uh, my wife says, what about the Transformer movies? I always liked those. And uh, we're like, all right. So, you know, we're going to, we start a watch through the Transformer movies. Uh, it turns out, um, while I might've seen Bumblebee, the last two in the main series, neither my wife or I had seen. So one of the things I'm geeked about this week is after today, I never have to watch Transformers 5 la- the last night again what a clusterfuck of a movie. It is so ridiculously awful. Uh, Damara kept falling asleep during it because we, we had to get up super early this morning because she had to go for a colonoscopy like first thing this morning. So, you know, we've been up since the five o'clock hour. She's falling asleep, waking up, and she's like, what is going on? I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I haven't fallen asleep either. It was, I mean, Age of Extinction, a little iffy, more flashy, but still kind of followed you know, a coherent storyline. Um, last night, I I don't understand. I mean, apparently Transformers can brainwash people, other Transformers by touching them. And, you know, I mean, those guys are beating the crap out of Optimus. And after he gets, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never betray you again. You didn't fucking betray them. She rewrote your programming. Holy crap. Everybody in this movie, including the, the characters, are stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Such an awful fucking movie. Um, uh, so just hold on a second. Just just a point of clarification. Okay. Transformers have the intellect of a nine-year-old. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. As advanced a creature they are, they truly only have the social intellect of like a child between the age of nine and 12. I did not know that. 
is this based on something? And not that I don't believe you. I just, I want to, you know, where this comes from, like observations of my own ah. and from stuff I've read. Okay. So this I, I don't even like, know. I don't know the validity of it, but that's, it makes sense to me. And if you go back and you watch the movies, you start to realize, oh yeah, they're really just children. Yeah. You know, I mean, Optimus does kind of talk, you know, about himself and everyone in the third person an awful lot too. So, you know, my nine-year-old does that. Um, well, think about how they would have learned how to, how to socialize on earth. They would have observed broadcasts, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have absorbed, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. You're good. I, I guess it's a good thing that they didn't learn to socialize by watching reruns of Colcheck the Night Stalker then. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, it, I had no idea. I mean, I knew that people complained about it when it came out because they tied the Transformers into King Arthur and Merlin and the Nazis and all this time travel bullshit. And um, just actually watching it on screen, I'm just like, how the fuck did they get Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony fucking Hopkins to appear in this mess? Okay, I mean, I'm sure he got paid a shit ton of money, but he already gets paid a shit ton of money. I, I can't imagine he looked at that script and was like, um, yeah, this this seems like a good movie for me. <laughs> is he in a, a lot of the movie or is it like yeah, a quick, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's in, in like I mean, the middle half of, of it, like the middle part yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like 30, 40 minutes right in the middle when they're, when, Mark Wahlberg shows up and they bring the girl there and they start talking about Merlin and the last night and they, the thing with his arm that he's, you know, kids Excalibur and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's... He must have owed somebody a favor. I don't I think, think I saw that movie. You didn't I didn't. It. Yeah, don't, don't. Okay. It's not worth it. Um, okay. The other thing that has me geeked this week, and this, this almost didn't have me geeked, is, uh, and, I, and I should have looked up the brand, but... Uh, Bought a new brand of blue cheese this week, and um, it was came in a wedge, and I was all excited about it. And I learned that, that blue cheese can also be green, and I didn't know that because I open this up and I flip it over, and I see these cavernous green holes, and it. it kind of looked like you know those ceiling tiles that have like the little tiny holes and stuff in it, but it was green, and I'm like, oh my god, is this bad? So I had to go look it up, and and it, apparently, yeah, it can be green or blue, and then I'm like really carefully i'm like i don't know is this gonna kill me and then i ate some and uh some of the best blue cheese i've ever had it was amazing no kidding yeah so if you get green blue i mean it straight up looked like moldy caverns of nastiness it was it was looked awful but uh i've eaten worse <laughs> when you when you looked it up hugh what did it say about blue cheese like isn't it partially like past maturation date or something what, uh, it's, what is it's it back, it's bacteria that's a purposefully introduced into the cheese okay. uh, but it's it's good bacteria or at least it's not bad bacteria and that's what gives it its funkiness um but of course you know bad bacteria can look exactly the same in different colors uh but apparently what you need to look for is if the white part of the cheese has green on it then you're in trouble but the blue or green parts uh, apparently don't grow any extra bacteria because of the bacteria that's already there so it's you know, kind of like kind of like you can't get double AIDS, right? <laughs> and there and there's no uh, piggybacking bacteria. Is that what you're telling right. me? Yeah, yeah. In unless that uh, unless uh, like on the white part where the mold isn't, if you see weird discolorations there, then it you have to then throw it. it in the garbage. Yeah. yeah, but it was good shit, and that that's what's got me geeked. All right, Corbs. What? 
<laughs> it's like he's never been on this show before. What, what are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lost. I mean, you have, the, you have the mental capacity of a Transformer, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I do. Actually, less than that. Oh, um, sorry. I mean, is it my turn? I, I don't, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> don't, I, I don't uh, know what's happening right now. <laughs> for me, for me it's, it's, it's simple. Um, tomorrow, uh, I'm playing in the, my first golf tournament uh, with my buddies. First time in oh, 20-something months, almost two years now. Due to, you know, the Wuhan and all that stuff, we haven't been able to play in, like, golf tournaments. We play golf, but not golf tournaments. It's just the first tournament we're playing in, uh, captain and crew out in Rome uh, tomorrow. So, chance to play some golf and uh, go out and get stupid. Perfect. That's one of my favorite pastimes. Being stupid? Getting stupid. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) All right, I'm done. I'm done. Kevin, you want to go? I'm stupid. (laughs) No. I don't know. Um, I sent my motorcycle seat out earlier this week. I sent it to a company um, called Renazco. Renault, right? R-E-N-A-Z-C-O. Renazco. Renazco, I would say. I said, I don't know. They're out in the Midwest, and I'm having it rebuilt. Um, it's, they're going to add some padding to it, make it narrower, so it's easier for me to use when I'm standing up and off-road. I, I like motorcycles and I ride a lot. So I, I've heard that that you're, you're kind of fond of motorcycles. I think you've I mentioned it before. I don't know if I did or not. You could be on one right now and we wouldn't be able to tell. No, I actually am. <laughs> it's small. I'm not going to tell you how where. That's what she said. Don't no, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, mine's a bit different. I'm excited for the Dino Safari. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I have. I've seen pictures. Yeah. We're going tomorrow morning. Um, and for those of you guys that don't know, this is uh, at the New York State Fairgrounds. It's in town from the 14th to the 31st. And uh, they're, they're, attention grabbing paragraph is grab a prehistoric passport and join over 40 giant moving dinosaurs on a globe trotting expedition at dino safari a completely drive-through dino adventure for the whole family get up close and personal with the most fascinating prehistoric creatures from the mighty t-rex of north america to the giant amphibious spinosaurus i didn't know that was amphibious from africa while you learn how dinosaurs evolved over time where on earth they lived and the discoveries paleontologists have made about how they ate, moved, and behaved. Beware. Along the journey, earthquakes might erupt, dinosaurs could battle, and your family might just have to help save a baby dinosaur's life. All from our car. So buckle up for the adventure of a lifetime in this completely COVID-safe experience. Um, it's a full drive-through. There's supposed to be 40 full-scale, moving, scientifically accurate animatronic dinosaurs. With smooth, quiet, and realistic movements, okay, that provide a thrill. Apparently, I got um, some smooth movements that provide a thrill. <laughs> you are not smooth. Come on, I'm a little herky jerky. You, you don't know me like that, Paul. I don't want to. 
<laughs> I knew that was coming from somebody. I wasn't offering. <laughs> um, Paul, just a second. I think the majority of what you just read is exactly what it said on the brochure for Jurassic World. Or maybe thinking, Jurassic Park. I'm, I'm just, just going to leave it at there. that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you're wrong. If you, if you see Jeff Goldblum running, go with him. Run with him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, every car gets a survival pack, which has take-home activities. Um, now, this, like I said, it's a drive through experience. Does it, uh, does it have Tyrannosaurus Rex urine? Because you're going to want some. I don't want that. You do want that. And you really don't want to ask how do you get it. He, he can collect it himself. Just just bring a bucket, Paul. <laughs> and a raincoat. I'll, I'll free up one of the buckets I've been using for gasoline, maybe. There you go. Um, this Crash is bags. A, oh, God, I saw that. That's, that's awful. Awful. What? The people filling trash bags full of gasoline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, panic filling. Darwinism um, at its best. God, I, I hope it works out that way. Oh, it did. Boom. It did. I don't know if you heard. Somebody did it and blew up their car. Perfect. Boom. Yeah. Filled up like it's, nine garbage bags full and then decided to smoke a cigarette in his car. Because oh why God. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Blew himself up. Nice. He survived. Car, not so much. Yeah. So um, we didn't go full Darwin. No, he went Darwin in that style. Um, all right. Well, if we don't have anything else to add, guys, what are you playing? Well, I'll tell you what I'm not playing. Valhalla? Wrath, Wrath of the Druids. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the DLC for Valhalla dropped this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you, you've already downloaded it. I have the season pass. So, well, there was a little trouble getting it downloaded, but, um, my my what am I playing is going to go off in a different direction this week because I I started playing something else while waiting for this, and uh, I booted up Wrath of the Druids. I made it as far as um, Ireland, and I'm like, fuck it, I don't want to play this right now, <laughs> um, because I accidentally stumbled on something really really cool. So as a PlayStation Plus member, I get uh, several free games a month. You basically get to add them to your library. You don't have to download them them as long as you're a playstation plus member you can go back and download them at any time so i have a backlog of games i've never even touched and so since i was i didn't want to go back to valhalla last week and uh, i was like you know i've played enough of the old games let me see if i have anything in my back catalog i can play while i'm off on sabbatical and i downloaded a bunch of games and i tried a few like nazi zombies 4 and a couple other uh, just cause 3 and then i was like well you know what i have rise of the tomb raider and shadow of the tomb raider I'm like you know i'll give them a try Turns out that um, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix rebooted the Tomb Raider franchise back in 2013 with a self-titled um, game called Tomb Raider. Uh, they cast uh, Camille Luddington, who's been in um, a bunch of stuff, uh, known for like Californication. Um, she plays Lara Croft uh, in you know mocap, the face and the voice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that at first. I had the second one, the sequel called Rise of the Tomb Raider, and the sequel to that called Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I started playing Rise, not realizing it was part two in a trilogy. Um, yeah, you're, you can jump in. They have to make the game accessible. Um, holy crap. Okay, I re- the last time I played a Tomb Raider game was um, Tomb Raider 3 Angel of Darkness. And this was, probably, I think, PlayStation 2. Um, this was still jaggy polygons, you know, I mean, and I didn't even finish that. It was, it was, I, I didn't like it. You know, the first one was a classic. The second one was okay, but 
I don't know. It was really, really hard. And I kind of lost interest, but I remember the first one. I mean, it, me and a buddy of mine, we stayed up for like a week straight, like all night uh, popping no dos while he played the game and sleeping for a few hours a day and then getting back up and he did it again. Cause he had a PlayStation at that point And I didn't, uh, and, and it was, it was a groundbreaking game. What they've managed to do is reboot. It's not really a reboot. They say it's her early years. It's, it's, it's starting as a teenager and they're in the future, near future. They're actually going to try to connect the two series of older Lara Croft and, and younger Lara Croft. Um, the Tomb Raider movie from 2018 starring Alicia Vandekar um, was actually partially based on the, the video, the reboot video game. Now what they've done is they've managed to take what that experience was when I was a kid and translate it to modern sensibilities. Um, graphically, it's fucking amazing. Storytelling, incredibly cinematic, interactive, even in, in cutscenes, and um, on the level with you know the 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 storytelling, which you'll you'll eventually experience with the Arkham series or like Uncharted. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, but what really caught me is is I'm getting into these these tombs. There's the game. There's random optional challenge tombs that you can go do if you want. Like they're on the path, like this is where you're going for the story. But over here, there's a challenge tomb. You don't have to do it, but if you do it, um, you get uh, some cool tchotchke of some sort. And uh, lots of tombs. And that's what I remember from the first game. And it, there's a lot of puzzle solving, platforming, puzzle solving, you know, jumping from here to there, connecting things with new mechanics like rope arrows and, and all nice. sorts of neat, neat little things. And as I'm doing these puzzles, I'm like, this is what I did back on the PlayStation One. Uh, it's the same thing, but it's it, it's it's 2021 good. I'm really impressed with it. I blew through Rise of the Tomb Raider Monday to Wednesday. Started playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider Wednesday and Thursday. Of course, Fridays I don't get to play. Right. Uh, but um, I, I'm sure I'll have. I think I'm I'm nearing the end of Shadow, and then I'm going to go back and the first one. I knew it was going to go on sale because on Tuesday night it was 19.99, but they had Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the last one on sale in the previous sale. So I just waited a day. The next day, Shadow was back up to its normal price. The first one, two dollars and ninety nine cents. Nice. So I, I'm going to play through the whole trilogy. By the time you know we get back together, I'll probably have gone through all three of them. Uh, but amazing, amazing games. Um, I cannot say a bad thing so far. Um, even even the parts like the gunplay that were really frustrating in the original games because the controls were so janky, uh, cleaned up quite a bit. It, it's it's not its focus. This is not you know going to be you know Gears of War level gunplay, but it's really only to break up the puzzling bits, and it's more than sufficient, and it's not super challenging. Um, the the game kind of shows you what you need to do, so you're never going to get to get at a point where you're really stuck. Uh, I, I recommend this as a, a detour as highly as I recommend any other game that I've been, you know, really up on. These are really well done. And awesome. Very cool. Corbs, you playing anything? Nope. Me either. I had okay. no time to do that. Nope. I don't got no time for anything anymore. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is my segment from now on. Uh, no, Kevin's got stuff to talk about. Well, well, board gaming. I thought I kind of thought they were going to two different things. Oh, we're not there yet. Kev, what are you playing? I mean, the only real thing I had to add to this was um, a buddy of mine has been trying to talk me into playing spin tires, um, mud runner. Um, he's got, he's got mud runner and he's going to get snow runner. I found mud runner uh, for mobile. 
I just wanted to check it out. Everything I've read and, and looked at about this game just tells me it's the most boring fucking thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, you're driving trucks through a swamp to go pick up a trailer and take it somewhere. How interesting could that possibly be? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Corbs has got it. But it's it was challenging and it was interesting. And it it almost seemed like it was, you know, based on, you know, some kind of realistic expectation of what the vehicles could actually do. And it was different if you you know, it was in four wheel drive or if you're in four wheel lock and you know, what you got connected and you could use a winch. And I mean, there was some, there was some interesting aspects to it that I was like, well, I didn't really expect this level of detail or, you know, um, I'll call it realism, even though, you know, I'm looking at my phone when I'm doing it. So I don't know how realistic that could be. Um, Not attaching a steering wheel to your phone to, yeah, I mean, you could actually change the phone so that you could steer with it and, and drive with it that way. Mm. Um, I didn't do that part of it. I, I don't I don't particularly like those kind of games because, you know, then you're looking at the, you know, as you as you turn your phone, you're you're, you're looking at the phone and it's just weird. Um, it's different if you have a controller in your hand, you're able to turn that. But um, so I so I tried the mobile out. I had some credits on Google Play and and I, and I bought the game and uh, uh, they had a couple of levels within it. And I, it was, it's really actually pretty good. There's a reason why Spin Tires has done really well. And they've got a pretty big following and they've got a, they got a lot of DLC. They've got a lot of expansion packs. They've got, like I said, you know, they started with Mud Runner. Now they've got Snow Runner. Um, they've got the mobile piece that they've added recently. So, and they're, uh, they're, one thing I found interesting is they're cross-platform. Oh, nice. They're not, but they're not. You can buy it on different platforms, but I couldn't have a PlayStation and play with my buddy that's got an Xbox. Gotcha. And I don't understand that. I don't know why companies would do that. That's starting to change, isn't it? Aren't there like the slowly? I mean, it was starting to change in the last, uh, you know, it was by, by game basically mm-hmm. yeah. the, the strong software developers are kind of able to push the uh the console manufacturers into allowing it for specific games right because i think the call of duty or one of those war style games did it i know recently. fortnite does it fortnite you can do it across cross platform yeah i know for but for a while you weren't able to oh nice because i know my, my son was having an issue with his buddies that have xboxes that's why i bought him an xbox and then, of course, they're like, oh, no, no, you can do it. And now he yeah. plays on his fucking well, computer. That's exactly why. Because they both want you to go, oh, well, now I have to buy this other console so I right. can play with friends. And I foolishly did. Yeah. Actually. Well, I I barely use the Xbox 360 I have, so I wasn't going to go out and buy a new one. <laughs> and I, I, don't have, I don't have time to dedicate to these things, so I'm sure as hell not going to go out and buy a new PlayStation. Right. I hear you. Not that you can find them anyway. Well, I'd rather spend that money on a new seat. Right. Keep it comfortable. All right, Kev, uh, what do you got on the tabletop for us this week? Oh, all right. So let me fix my camera. How's that? Is that better? Mm -hmm. Much. (laughs) 
Now we can tell when you're trying to say something, so we don't keep cutting you off. That's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm used to it. I I work all day with a bunch of people that don't give two shits about what I have to say. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why does Paul cut you off all the time? Yeah. Anyway. Um. So I I don't have a board game this time. It's another card game, and it's one you probably heard of. Um. Hopefully have played, and if you haven't, I have to. I have to say, you have to try this game. And I'm going to give you some very specific guidelines of how you should try this game. It's called Cards Against Humanity. And it's an absolute riot. Now, it, yeah, okay, it's it's a fun game that you get together with some folks and and you, you know, you play your cards and you put together these funny sayings and everybody has a great time. And you know, whoever's turn it is, they get to they get to pick, you know, the right answer, you know, the right answer. And then that person, you know, whoever, you know, submitted that card, they get the points. But the absolute best part of this game is when you can encourage people to play that would never say these sorts of words and phrases yeah. in their lives. And if they do, they sure as hell wouldn't say it in mixed company. That is when the game turns from, you know, fun to, oh, my freaking God, this is hilarious. And we have the best time. I mean, you laugh your stupid asses off. Now, you, there's, I have a friend that he's got a very good memory. And he remembers, like, all the cards we played. And I, I have a lot of expansion packs i think i have the majority of them there's probably a few i don't have you know some of the more some of the more obscure or you know very targeted expansion packs that were made for specific um you know job categories or things like that because you can actually have them make a expansion pack for you for your for your business or your or your your job field oh, wow like nice. like the legal field that paul and i work in um we're it but we work for um, a law firm you could actually, if it doesn't already exist, you could, you could have them build you a pack, and you know it could be twenty cards, could be a hundred cards, um, for uh, it would be specific to the law field, it'd be, it'd be pretty freaking hilarious. Well, you get all these expansion packs, and then you have to have something to store them in. And I got this great big box. I didn't bring it up tonight. I don't have to show it to you, but you can look it up. It's called the Bigger Blacker Box. It's exactly what it's called says so right in bold letters right on the top of it and you have enough room inside of it to fit all these cards and all the expansion packs that you've got you fit them all in there plus the box and now this isn't the only one that does this but this is one of them inside the box you get a little tiny pack of um extra cards so there's probably eight ten cards in there that are new and give you the ability to add on to your the cards you have but there was something in there that we didn't know about, something in the box that we found out about later on. So we had the box for a year, year and a half, maybe two years. And then one of my friends goes, you know, they hide a card in the box lid. So we turn it over and sure enough, you run your hand across it and there it was. There was an extra card 
that you had to cut out of the, the liner of the lid. I mean, it was just a really fun revelation to add this extra card. I couldn't tell you what it said. I don't think I would tell you if I remembered, but <laughs> it, it's just another thing. You know, it's a, it's, and, and these guys, these people that, that put this game together, they're all about this sort of, you know, fun, um, hey, there's something new, there's something different. And they've even gone so far as to have people submit things to them so that they could add them to the game. And then they give, they give away uh, free games or, you know, money or whatever to people that they, you know, that, that submit something that they, that they use. So it's a fun game. It's, it's especially fun when it's one of the games you have out in the evening. So you've got something that you do and then you bring this out and you play that. Maybe you play something else. Um, definitely, if you're going to get it, make it the surprise of the evening. Don't start with it. Don't lead with it. You know, wait till people get a couple of drinks in them because, they're, you know, it, it's absolutely hilarious abs it's raunchy it's dirty it's it's provocative it is freaking hilarious there's cards there's, different, there's different games you can you can that build off of that there's one called like disturbed friends and yep. stuff like that that you can play there i've i've done the disturbed friends one and you're right if you, you get people that like your grandmother or your your girlfriend's mom who you know doesn't talk like that and you're and oh my god just to watch these people try to escape it's, it's the funniest thing ever I mean everybody's just you're just laughing the whole time mm -hmm. yeah so. so so when they're the dealer when it's their turn and you're feeding them these cards <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh it's so funny yeah. so funny yeah, it's a good are, are you aware Buy a set that and play. Are you aware that there's a mobile version of this called yeah. Card Cardcast? Nice. I wasn't you, aware of that. You you can cast it from your phone and to uh, your TV, and you can play with a group of friends. That's actually uh, how uh, we used to play with my uh, well older daughter Lana. She was, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen when we started playing. I'll tell you, there were some cards that came out <laughs> of that that were hilarious. I mean, she she always skewed older anyway, so. Uh, it, it didn't did there were no revelations there for her but uh it, it certainly was hilarious when you know your 16 year old drops the you know the the bigger black you know the bigger blacker card i'm talking about oh um, yeah <laughs> and i'm I, only yeah. not i'm only not saying it because i don't want to ruin it for anyone who might go out and buy this so. yeah i it, that's the thing is you know it's so much more fun to experience it yourself than to to uh you know to listen to somebody else talk about it i mean it, it it's kind of a cliche card game now it's like oh cards against humanity everybody has that well if you don't have it you need to have it and sure. you need to play it with some people that you know you might not necessarily um have that kind of a close relationship with just because afterwards yeah your relationship's going to change <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to throw it right to uh, our commercial break just because we're running out of time and I don't want to get us cut off, cut off again. Good. I'm empty. Uh, perfect. When we come back, we're going to go right into the news. Stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? 
How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. And we are back, and let's go right into this week's news. First up, Ben and Jen's excellent adventure. Proof of time travel may have been found this week when all signs point to Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez having gotten back together. Benifer in the headlines and Tim Tebow getting signed are both very 2004. Now, one tweet suggested that the Benifer loop is now closed and we have returned to the previous timeline. Go check the spelling on your kids' books. It's time. Let's see, see if anything's changed. Next up, Dick of the Dead. While news of sci-fi's TV adaptation of the Romero classic Day of the Dead premiering in the fall came out this week, another zombie movie hits the theaters today. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is getting a limited theatrical release before hitting Netflix next weekend. Snyder revealed last week that he cut a gag from the movie where a zombified male stripper had a huge penis with a bite taken out of it. He felt that that was way too much. Although now we are missing out on being able to call a circumcision the Snyder Cut. And finally, where does he get all these wonderful toys? Sony News has just blown up this week. Uh, First of all, two brand new colors of DualSense controllers are available right now for pre-order. They have Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. That is the one I pre-ordered earlier today. Um, you know, if you're if you have a PlayStation 5, you're gonna probably find that you need a second dual sense because as amazing as that controller is, the battery life, I don't want to say it's not great, but I used to be able to go three, four days before I charged my uh, my PlayStation 4 controllers. These I have to charge every day. So uh, they they definitely don't last as long, uh, but the colors look fantastic. There's also a lot of PSVR 2 news coming out. Uh, first of all, they've, they've released a lot more detailed specs. Uh, we know that the resolution on this is going to be better than 4K. They're looking at 4,000 by 2080, about 8.3 million pixels, which is going to be a huge increase in, um, you know, the, the quality of the 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 picture that's one of the big problems of the original ps vr is it's like standard definition they have onboard tracking for hands so you're not going to be relying on a camera to show where your hands are anymore the 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 headset itself is actually going to track the hands they're also doing uh some eye tracking uh, something called a foriated rendering basically the idea is it can tell where your pupil is looking and it can devote more programming resources or, or uh, hardware to the direction you're looking in and not focus on your peripheral vision. That's going to help increase the detail on what you're looking at and also make things run smooth. I'm sorry, it's foveated, not foriated. My handwriting's uh, atrocious. Uh, But that seems like a pretty cool feature. Um, The Oculus does this to a degree, but not not actual individual eye tracking. There's also haptic feedback in the headset as well as adaptive triggers, just like on the uh, the DualSense controllers and finger detection. So it can actually tell where on the controller your fingers are and it's going to be able to track your fingers. Of course, that means that Pornhub has some work ahead of them. 
And that's the news, kids. Now, before you head to Walmart without your mask to lick the carts in celebration of our CDC given freedom, remember to check state regulations. Not everybody is open to just take your mask off and run there. Also, don't expect that fake vaccination card to protect you when you sniff all the panties in the reshop cart. Paul? In other news, there are over 150 people in the United States named LOL. LOL. Back to you, Corbs. Oh, my God. Well, so we're going to go into the movie review. And I chose a movie that uh, is near and dear to my heart, which, you know, most movies I review are, apparently. I just was thinking about that. Uh, I'm going with Fletch this week. Uh, Chevy Chase stars. Um, it's a Chevy Chase movie released 19, or at least 1985, May 31st, 1985. Chevy Chase stars as Erwin Fletcher, a.k.a. Fletch. It's a hotshot investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Film starts with Fletch investigating drug trafficking on the beach. He's approached by a businessman, Alan Stanwick, played by Tim Matheson, claiming to be terminally ill with bone cancer and wants Fletch to kill him. Fletch suspects something is not right and begins investigating Stanwick. His investigation takes him all over the place, enacting as many different characters. He's confronted by the chief of police who puts him in a cell and tells him that he's going to quote unquote shoot him in self-defense if he does not back off the drug story at the beach. Fletch says he's going to, but does continue his research. He finds out that Stamick, Stamick does not have cancer and has converted his wife, his wife, Gail's stock of void aviation to the tune of $3 million to skip the country with. Climax of the story has Fletch figure out that the police chief and Stanwick are working together to supply drugs to the beach. Fletch gets the, gets the major players of the beach, Fat Sam and Gummy, to turn on the chief and Stanwick. He shows up at the mansion to confront Stanwick, realizing that Stanwick plans to kill him just as he asked him to kill him in the beginning. Fletch has a letter that he has, his editor has, that he'll post at midnight if he does not respond, stating that Alan Stanwick killed him and framed the chief as the top drug smuggler while escaping to South America. Fletch is a classic movie, great, He's got great gags in Chevy Chase fashion. A lot of falls, Pratt falls, goofy characters, many, many, many funny skits. Um, you know, I can't say enough about it. I'm going to say four and a half stars out of five. Um, it's one of Chevy Chase's best movies. I think his best movie would be Caddyshack. Although it's not really his movie, but this movie was Chevy Chase's uh, vehicle. Like I said, classic movie. Um, I do watch this movie every time it's on. For like I said, there's a great, great, great many, uh, many skits that uh, I'm sure you've heard some of them or whatnot. <laughs> Don't laugh, Paul. You know I want to say it. You're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I am waiting. When the uh, when he's in the doctor's office and bends over to get to get a prostate exam, and he goes, "Moo River." <laughs> As a doctor's checking his prostate. And of course, then of course he's still, you know, he's back down there and the doc he, all of a sudden he just like tenses up and he's like, Yeah, use an old fist there, doc. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, it's like I said, good, funny, raunchy comedy. Again, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what country you've been in for the past 30 years. 
It's Chevy Chase at his best. It is. I, I, mm. I agree. I mean, he's funny in Caddyshack, but that's not his vehicle. This is strictly Chevy Chase's vehicle. He's the star of the show. Again. I think what he does on display. Yes. Well, which on one came? What he does. Which Fletch, one came first, Fletch or Caddyshack? Caddyshack came first. Caddyshack was a uh, nineteen, I think, eighty or eighty-one, and this was eighty-five. Because I always felt like Fletch was an was his who he was, and then whatever he did in Caddyshack was an extension of that. So well, maybe that's where were, he like started it, and then you know what I mean. Well, yeah, Caddyshack was in nineteen eighty. You gotta understand. understand all those bits and stuff were from Saturday Night Live. If you go back and watch early Saturday Night Live, he is like falling over tables and he's yes. got all these funny. So that's it was a combination of all of that, which is, which led into Fletch. But yeah, Caddyshack came first and then Fletch. So Well, that's what I loved about Chevy Chase. No matter what movie he was in, he was Chevy Chase. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what he was. Very clearly. Yeah. So... So what's our friend Roger Ebert have to say? Like I care. Well, he didn't like it as much as you did. Well, he gave that. it uh, two and a half stars. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm going to rate this two and a half stars because someday I'll be dead. He's dead to me. <laughs> well, he's dead to everybody. But okay. <laughs> so he says, like I said, two and a half stars. And the review was on the day of release, May 31st, 1985. He says, why did Chevy Chase want to play I am Fletcher, the iconic, which I think they mean iconic hero of Gregory McDonald's bestsellers? Was it because Chase saw a way to bring Fletch to life or was it more likely because Chase thought Fletch was very much like himself? The problem with Fletch is that the central performance is an anthology of Chevy Chase mannerisms in search of a character. Other elements in the movie are pretty good. The supporting characters, the ingenious plot, the unexpected locations, but whenever the movie threatens to work, there's Chevy Chase with his monotone, deadpan cynicism, distancing himself from the material. See, he really doesn't like him, huh? Fletch is not the first movie that Chase has undercut with his mannerisms, but it is the best one since Foul Play. Anyway, his problem as an actor is that he perfected a personal style on Saturday Night Live all those many years ago and has never been able to work outside of it. The basic Chevy Chase personality functions well at the length of a TV sketch when there's no time to create a new character, but in a movie, it grows deadening. Fletch is filled with a series of extraordinary situations, and Chase seems to react to all of them with the same wry dubiousness. His character this time is an investigative reporter for a Los Angeles newspaper. Deep in the new investigation of drug traffic on the city's beaches, Fletch is approached by a young man, Tim Matheson. It's funny to see him referenced as a young man now. With a simple proposition, he wants to be killed. The story is that Matheson is dying of cancer and wants to die violently so his family can qualify for enlarged insurance benefits, but Fletch doesn't buy it. Something's fishy and Fletch pretends to take the job while conducting his own investigation. The case leads him to an extraordinary series of interesting characters. The film's director, Michael Ritchie, is good at sketching human original. And we meet an aging farm couple in Utah, a manic editor, a no-nonsense police chief, a mysterious drug dealer, a slimy doctor, a beautiful wife, and a lot of mean dogs. Every one of the characters is played well with the little details that Richie loves. The scene on a farmhouse porch in Utah is filled with such sly, quiet social satire that it could stand by itself. The movie's physical comedy is good, too. 
a scene where Fletch breaks into a realtor's office, scaling a fence and outsmarting a vicious attack dog. It's constructed so carefully out of comedy and violence that it is a little masterpiece of editing. The problem is Chase's performance tend to reduce all the scenes to the same level, at least as far as he is concerned. His projects such as he projects such a, an inflexible mask of cool detachment of ironic running commentary that we're prevented from identifying with him. If he thinks this is all just a little too silly for words, what are we to think? If we're more involved in the action than he is, does that make us chumps? Fletch needed an actor more interested in playing the character than in playing himself. So, but, yeah. You know, the, the movie only worked because it was Chevy Chase. Exactly. I was doing some research on it today. They were talking about, like, Mick Jagger playing him. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's two of somebody else, too. I can't remember who it is right now. But I know Mick Jagger stood out to me, and I'm thinking to myself, Fletch only works because of Chevy Chase. I mean, See, and I don't have any experience with the books that they were based on. Yep. So I really can't say, but I mean, it's, it was one of his iconic performances, both in Fletch and Fletch Lives. Yep. And, and it makes him likable, which apparently like in Hollywood is really hard to do since I'm, I'm told or have read that Chevy Chase is a colossal douchebag. Are, are like, all actors? He's all more so than others. He he's is not the really, only former I don't consider him an member. actor. I consider him a, a comedian. Yes, but he's still an actor because, you know, he acts for a living. Um, do you guys know that he is the only former Saturday Night Live cast member that is has a lifetime ban on Saturday Night Live? He is no. never allowed on the show again. Wow. Why? What did he do? Um, I, I, I'm not sure if it was the fist fight with Bill Murray or the um, the gay bashing to the first openly gay uh, cast member they had that did it but they both happened in the same year so um he you you gotta look up some of the stuff he's done he's not a good dude but he is one funny motherfucker on screen <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want to know who he is all i give a shit about is what i see on screen mm -hmm. i don't i don't care about actors the minute you start caring about actors you start you, you have to admit to yourself that you really don't care about reality because there isn't an actor out there that's an actor because they have a sense of who they actually are they are uh -huh. actors because they want to be someone else well that's yeah i mean that's kind of the the oh, first thing that you need to be right. able to do is act yes act like somebody else the professional the ones, liars the good is. ones yeah. the good ones have issues serious psychological issues about being themselves that's why they're so good at being someone else. Uh, I, 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 I see that and I kind of agree with it. And maybe it's true most of the time, but I think some of them, like, do you think Sean Connery was ever like, I don't want to fucking be Sean Connery. He's fucking Sean Connery. And so, he was messed up. I mean, so there are some people that did what they did because that's who they were. Sean Connery is Sean Connery, regardless of whether he was in front of a camera or he was off camera. Um, Chevy Chase was Chevy Chase in front of the camera, off camera. That's who he was. There's a lot of people like that. Not not many did well on camera, you know, because they just it isn't them. One of the actors that I like, one of the action stars that I like, 
um, uh, and I just lost his name, uh, did Transporter. Um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Jason Statham is Jason Statham. It doesn't matter what movie he's in. It doesn't matter if you talk to him on the street. It doesn't matter where you know him or how you know him. Jason, Jason Statham is Jason Statham. He only plays himself. But that's just it. They put him in a movie because they want him to be who he is in the movie. Gina Carano, as much as I hate the fact that she ruined my life, she is who she is. She's always been who she is. She's unapologetic. She's exactly who she is. She was hired because of who she is. She was fired because of who she is. There are a lot of people out there that that's who they are. They're not actors. And she'll be the first one to tell you she's not an actor. Um, and she will but, beat the fuck out of you. Well, I mean. Not I you so. specifically. I mean. That's I hope so. I, I wouldn't mind. I mean. Rock and roll. Let's go. You're um, into some weird shit, Kevin. Just saying. It's fucking Gina Carano. I mean, come on. But um, no, I mean, there's there's some out there that that's who they are. And I, I don't think, you know, Sean Connery is a perfect example. He is not, I, I, I wouldn't consider him, not from everything that I've ever known about him, I wouldn't consider him to be, you know, an actor. I'd consider him to be a, a man who was brought into a, 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 a field, a, a, a work environment because of who he was, not, not because of who he pretended to be. I would agree. You know, did you see We Got This Covered? Of course, they're always a bastion of truth in the world. Um, they came out and they said that uh, due to Gina Carano's firing, the ratings for The Mandalorian have now tanked. No. This is yeah. m- months after the season ended. Yeah, this have they tanked today. because there's no new episodes? Is that- <laughs> it came out. Yeah. This news story came out today. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? How did you not lead with that in the news? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it was already so much of a joke, I couldn't improve it. It is it is a joke. And everything, that, like you said, everything that comes out from those guys is a joke where they've got their own meme. Where yeah. it's, um, have you, you know, the one I'm talking about with Captain America? No, no. You know how they did the Captain America scene in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Where he's doing the, the, the PSA yeah. video? So yeah. you got yourself in trouble or whatever it is. Yeah. It's that picture of him leaning on the chair. And it says, so you shared something from We've Got You Covered. <laughs> I, I get a kick out of it because I, I see where they're going with it because it's such bullshit. Like, yeah. they, they post so much shit and, and it's never correct. Never, ever. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, uh, that's uh, Cosmic Book News' uh, side project or something. Are you trying to trigger me right now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, fuck that guy. Fucking Matt McLoin. You know what? We we haven't gotten onto him in a while. So I've been almost as long as since we've gotten onto Grant Morrison. Mm. Can I ask why you're getting on, dudes? You're the one that starts it. I wasn't going to really go there. I mean, I was just going to hopefully, hopefully just let this bit die, but I guess it's not. It's not going to die. No. Oh, so again, why are you on dudes? We don't like those dudes. That's the problem. Let's let's talk. Let's. I mean, I'm I'm three sheets to the wind right now. I mean, I I, I don't even know. We can tell because you can't figure your fucking camera out. Uh, this is Zoom. This is what you do. I watch my wife do this all day. This is how you do it. This is Zoom. 
You you no. make sure the camera only shows your forehead and your eyes. Yeah. And that's it. This is how Zoom works. But you've also told everybody that you're an IT guy. Listen, I pride myself on understanding end users and providing for them. It doesn't make any difference if they're right or wrong. If this is the way that they expect it to work, I'm going to make sure it works for them this way, or I'm going to tell them that it just can't do it and they got to find a different way. And this is why you get a narrow logo. This works this way, so fuck it. (laughs) Corbs is sick of your shit. He's just flying out out of here. You know why he's got it like that, right? To so annoy the tell. fuck out of me. <laughs> well, that too. So you you can't tell when he's when he's sipping at his drink, except for that stupid little straw that keeps popping up. <laughs> <laughs> My stir stick. <laughs> Your dipstick. <laughs> My dipstick. Well, that went south. Usually. Well, it goes back to the parachute pants. Now we're going two episodes back. Look at us. That's a callback. I'm not wearing pants. We don't want you to put your camera that low for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you do. You do got to show everybody the epic mustache. Apparently, that's your thing. People, people yeah. are enjoying that. Too bad. He's like, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Tom Selleck mustache. That's yes. another guy, Tom Selleck. If you look at any movie, any movie he's ever done, any TV series he's ever done. He's always the same guy. He's another individual that has never gone outside of who he is to be an to be an you know an actor. Is that true? See, I can't. I I don't know. I've only seen him in a few things myself. Like I remember him from Magnum when I was a kid, and then he did the the whole older boyfriend on Friends, and then he does that cop show now. So so so. so so you've got you've got Magnum PI, you've got what the one you think is Blue Bloods, but you've also got movies like um, uh, Quigley Down Under. Um, he did a bunch of stuff for Louis L'Amour, uh, the Louis L'Amour uh, series books. Quigley Down you know, Under. Do you mean Indiana Jones Light? Is that Indiana Jones Light? I guess you could call it that. I mean, it was more like a Western shot in Australia. I don't. I don't. Is that an Indiana Jones movie? He wasn't I don't know, really. But I'm writing that down. Hold on. I like that. One. He's in a bad. He's in a really bad '80s cop movie called Runaway, futuristic. Yeah, I remember that. Him, him and Gene Simmons. I never saw that one. I gotta look oh. that up because I never saw that one. I, but he's I always, you know, he's always just the same guy. You know, yep. he's uh, he's you know, I, I don't know, I. He he's one of he's one of the he I would include him in the category of people that are brought into a show or a movie because of who they are, not who they who they can pretend to be. Now let me ask you this: Did he lose his power when he shaved off the mustache? Was he like Samson? I'm I'm sure you know he became a girl at that point because that's what would happen. <laughs> I can't use that one for a title. That's that's almost as offensive as a couple of the ones I've already used. Um. <laughs> and, and and we we have to honor that if that's what happened. Right, that's right. Because you know you shave them, you shave your mustache, you grow a vagina. It's that simple. You know, there's some stuff that's so good that I can't use it <laughs> <laughs> because iTunes will kick that shit right across the fucking river. That's that's gone. 
That's you know. And I'm pretty what? sure the word vagina is one of those things that I can't really use. Speaking of iTunes, okay. Oh, we have a we have an adult rating. We have an explicit rating, yes, but they still yeah. won't. They'll kick back the titles. So I ran across as I was cleaning this room out and throwing stuff out. Ran across my old iPhone three. Okay, this was you know early early iPhone. Yes. And I uh, I bought a charger for it, charged it up. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna play around with this thing. You know what I've discovered, and th- this just boggles my mind. If I'm on my Android phone and I search for a game that my or a program that my phone can't run. It just says you can't run this. If you do that on an Apple device, it doesn't tell you that unless you go digging through the page and then it gives you a list of the fucking models it works with. And that is just so stupid. Yep. Misleading. Extremely misleading. We uh, That's why we had to upgrade the girls' iPads when we had two years ago. They, there was something for school that we were supposed to run and and the ipad that we had basically told us to fuck off when we tried to download it yeah you know and and i wish i could find like uh i I was trying to find uh like my purchase history i mean yes this is going back like over a decade but i mean i wanted to find that you know i mean on on google again if i want to go see the games i downloaded when i got my very first uh droid eris on launch day um i can see every single app i've ever installed cannot figure out how to do that um through the the phone itself or in, in itunes on the computer because it's, tim cook doesn't want you to no it, it's there it's there it's hard to find but it's there i could i could show you where it is you and I, i'm an android user i but i i've always supported i ios devices so i understand itunes itunes and it, it is there and it's under um it's under your it's in iTunes and uh, in, in the app, it's a little bit easier to find than it is like in the application that you would install on your, on your computer. But if you have an iOS device with the iTunes app on it, you can find it by going to um, do that shit right now. Oh shit. It's like, it's like your profile or something, but it's actually it's a place where you go to the apps you own. And in there you see the apps you own and the, it'll show you the apps that are on the device you're on and the ones that are not. And that's yeah. how you find the list that the stuff that you've ever installed. So even the free stuff that you've, you've installed, it's considered, you know, owned. Well, I will look that up. We're not going to bore people with that though. Um, yeah, no, when, when we go to break, you can tell me it's, this thing's going to take, it's this gonna take 40 minutes to boot up anyway. So. <laughs> right. And you have to wind it up first. So I, I, I wound it up before the show. Perfect. Don't do it. It's, it's iOS. It's not worth it. I just wanted to see what games I had on it before. Just, you know, throw them on there, you know, play around. It's just something to kill time with, you know? Snakes. Is that what you have on there? No. no. Maybe Pong. Am I going too far back? Yeah, you're going too far back. Damn it. Um, all right. Why don't we throw this to break and then we come back. Uh, we, we've got a we got to go into what we got going on midstream. Hmm? Sound good, guys? Sure, sure. All right. Stick with us, both of you. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find 
anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I'm just going to say, guys, you missed a lot. Somebody <laughs> saved me. <laughs> there was a lot said. Uh, and I, I just, first thing I want to do is um, rest in peace, New Jack. He died? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. About two hours ago, three hours ago, it, news broke. If you don't know, uh, ECW Luminary New Jack, oh wow, known for crazy stunts. Yeah, he is passed He's on. The innovator of violence. Um, what did uh, I mean? Was it was it natural causes? Was it drugs? Did he die in a well, shootout? I mean, if, if if anything, if I know New Jack, it was drug related. Yeah, I'm gonna say it wasn't natural causes. I don't have and, all the info, and I'm not gonna look it up. Heart attack. Carjack? No, no. ECW star New Jack dead at 58 suffered heart attack. I guarantee it was cocaine induced. He had to follow after DMX, apparently. Oh. I'm just saying, I, I watched the DMX, the isn't that a cough syrup? Uh-huh. <laughs> I watched the dark side of wrestling on New Jack, and he was high doing that. I believe it. It's- so, hold on. You you just mentioned DMX, DMX and Steven Seagal, two guys in a movie together, both in that movie because they were themselves. Just saying. Right back to it. I was gonna say it's a callback. <clears throat> yeah, I watched that thing. I watched the Dark Side of the Ring and the Life and Death. You know, the Life and Times of New Jack and whatnot. That dude was. Let's just say, fucked up is not even close to what his problem was. <laughs> um, yeah. He was beyond. He had, he had um, claws. Why? Like, as in Wolverine claws. I don't remember New Jack having claws, but okay. This picture I'm looking at. No, he had a, there was a match that he, he had, he apparently had something like Freddy's Wolverine's claws, and he it was like a gardening thing or whatever. He broke off one of the pieces, broke off, and he put it in his pocket. And some guy was wrestling some guy, and apparently he punched him, and he took this thing out and stabbed the guy <laughs> in the match eleven times. I'm not surprised. EC Dub. This wasn't even EC Dub. This was in like this was in like some wrestling thing down in. Florida with like five guys in in the, in the audience. West Smyrna, Illinois, and he's just stabbing people. Yeah, <laughs> just like what happened shit. to his forehead? Oh, dude, he that's from that the, is a lot of blading. That's yep. what that is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's yeah that stabbing incident where he got in, ended up in jail and then he had the mass transit issue. What now? You know, what's you don't know about that one? No, that's, please tell. That's where the 
when he was with ECW, this was back, you know, before they, just before they folded, <clears throat> there was some kid, and I say kid because he was only 17 at the time, that wanted to be a wrestler. And he was wrestling, you know, these little like backyard shows, not like the backyard shows you get now. We're talking about, you know, clean backyard shows, not like CZW and where they hit each other with like light bulbs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 17 and he was wrestling and he showed up at East, he showed up at the ECW arena and told everybody he was 21. And, you know, there was a couple guys there that verified, you know, oh, he is this age or whatever. And his dad was there and his dad didn't really say anything at the time. So the kid got into the backstage area and he needed somebody to wrestle in a tag team match with, it was uh, mass transit, which is the, the, the kid. And then it was uh, Devon Dudley. They were together, and then it was – I think it was <coughs> New Jack and Mustafa, which are the, the two were wrestling at the time or whatever. They were the new – they were the gangsters. Um, so what happened was this kid came to New Jack and was like, you know, I want you to cut me. Oh, boy. I want, I want, I want to bleed. But then he's like, before that happens, I want to get a few shots in or whatever. And you didn't do that to New Jack as a new guy. You didn't go up to a veteran. You don't tell him what he's going to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So so New Jack went to Devon before the match started and said, look, we're going to throw your ass out of the ring. Don't get back in. We're going to fuck this kid up. And they fucked him up. Not knowing that this was a minor. Yeah. Yeah. He had a a scalpel. And he cut him across the forehead with it. And it was, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Just gushing blood like he he bent over and it was like running out of his forehead so i mean it was it was bad and i'm and sure this is televised somewhere right somewhere yeah there's there's if you if you go on youtube or whatever you can you might be able to find bits and pieces of you know i don't think you're gonna see the whole thing but i mean they hit they mean hit him with crutches and cheese graters and i mean everything that you know he used to bring a trash can full yeah. of weapons to full the ranch. Shit. Yeah. yeah and it was it was stuff that people brought Yep. People, you, they would bring it, throw it in a trash can. If it was something that they could use, they'd, they'd give it to them. If it was, you know, a handgun or whatever, you know, obviously wouldn't, that would, <laughs> wouldn't that, fly. But. That one maybe maybe goes outside. That's... Yeah, right. So, but yeah, I mean, they, they tooled this kid up. And of course, you know, the, the father, you know, you can hear the, the father in the, in the, um, during the match saying, he's only 17. He's only 17. Well, he told everybody he was 21. He knew what he was getting into. You know, it doesn't make it right. Because obviously he's a minor and whatnot. When you finally find out that he's a minor, maybe you should have stopped. But New Jack <laughs> didn't have that switch in his head. So, but yeah, he actually ended up, they actually ended up going. He ended up having to go to court for it because they oh, filed assault charges against him. So, but of course he ended up, they ended up winning. But New Jack, New Jack won. Not, yes, the, not the, because yeah, he had, yeah, the so, kid lied. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it was, but it was definitely that that show. That beside that uh, behind the dark side of the ring, there was was pretty weird. And they asked, they if actually asked New Jack, well, how does your story end? He's like, it's just me sitting in a wheelchair at 65, 80 years old, snorting cocaine and drinking. So he him dying of a heart attack. I guarantee you that's drug related. Yes, you know, so one hundred percent. It's conjecture at our point, just to cover our own asses, but right. most likely that's <laughs> most likely. what it was. So. What's he gonna do? Sue us? Yeah, I'm sure he has people. But they would have to find us first. So, I mean, because honestly, two listeners. I mean, one was not going to say anything. I, you gonna tell her? I have two. 
I have two friends of mine that are subscribing to this podcast now. Sure, they subscribe, but are they actually listening? Oh, no. God, no. I just don't want to know who Jay Cook is. Well, keep mentioning his name on the podcast. If he's listening, eventually maybe he'll say something. You can name this episode, Who the Fuck is Jay Cook? Who the heck? That way who, we can still get on iTunes. Who the heck is Jay Cook? Who, who does Jay Cook? Who does? Yes. So, yeah, but that Dark Side of the Ring was pretty... I watched uh, this this week's one on... Uh, the death, the death matches, which, oh. it, which you, so Foley was on there quite a bit, huh? No, it wasn't Foley. Really? Yeah. Well, it was it was based on a guy who's in death matches, but they did mention the death match part. They did mention Foley and Terry Funk and all the death matches from like over in Japan and shit like that. This guy that uh, they were talking about was Nick Gage. I don't know. Never, who that heard, is. never, never heard of him. I didn't. I didn't hear of him. But I mean, this guy is. I mean, he's like the king of the deathmatch now. He made deathmatches popular. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it, and it and that's you know CZW. Um, it's now I think JBW uh, or something like that. GBW or whatever GCW, something crazy like that. But he wrestles in there, and he's. I mean, they do. The, I was watching. I mean, they, like I said, I was telling earlier, they hit each other with like the fluorescent light bulbs. Like they throw each other through like plate glass windows or it, doors and shit like that. I mean, these guys when they they're done wrestling, they're like literally covered in blood. Yeah, this, Cut this guy is this guy actually got he got thrown through the ropes with a, one of the tube things, and it broke off. And as he landed, it jabbed him under his arm in the armpit, and he was like oh. he he bled out. Like they 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 got it stopped enough. They couldn't get the ambulance to him, so they flew, flew in a helicopter, and he coded in the helicopter on the way to the hospital because of this because of this cut. And he still, but he went back and still wrestles. That's insane. Yeah, he's he's not the. I mean, he's. I watched the thing. He's he's not all there. I'll give you that. He's kind of, but he also wrestled <laughs> everybody's favorite WCW champion, Gilbert. WCW. Gilberg. That's what no. I said. Oh, no, that was WWE. I'm David right Arquette. David Arquette. I saw oh, him I win the title, playing. by the way. Yeah. David. Syracuse. He, he wrestled David Arquette in a death match. He's the one that stabbed David Arquette in the neck. Nice. I don't know if you guys know that story. No, but that's something that everyone wanted to do. Yeah. And he, David Arquette wants, wanted to be a wrestler. I mean, he wants yes. to be a wrestler, I should say. You know what? I really enjoyed that movie, by the way. It's ready to rumble. Like I thought that was great. Just saying. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, like I said, I watched the whole the Nick Cage thing. So that was pretty. It's pretty wild because I used to watch. That's how I. That's how I got introduced to Mick Foley. Was I used to get used to go to like I don't remember how we got him from, but you, I think we got him from like you order him online or whatever the death matches or whatever. And you saw mm-hmm. him. And, Terry Funk and Mick Foley wrestling in the barbed wire exploding. Yes, the one thing oh shit God. used to blow up when you get thrown into the barbed wire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I love I, I love those things. That that made that actually made me want to be a wrestler. I don't understand why. Good thing I never did it because. But yeah, I used to watch. We used to my brother and I used to to buy those things all the time. We watch. I watch. I would watch ECW religiously Sunday nights at like one in the morning. I would stay up specifically to watch ECW at that time. 
That shit was just crazy. This stuff that Nick Gage does far outweighs that stuff. So craziness. It is. It's it's insane. But hey, he likes it. He does it, and he's very good at it. So nice. good for I have to look this guy up. Yeah. Oh, and uh, his claim to fame is he got arrested for robbing a bank while he was a wrestler. Perfect. And spent five years in jail. That that'll slow your career down. Yeah. And surprisingly, it made his career even better. I can see it now. Give me all your money, or I'll drop an elbow off the top of the desk. <laughs> well, it was there was all he was at the time. He was uh, he was out of his mind. He was doing heroin and and stuff because of all the shit he'd been doing. He was popping pills and shit like that. And you know, everybody says that when you get addicted to prescription medication, when that's when you can't get that anymore. The thing that um, best substitute is, is heroin, and that's where he ended up. He didn't have any money. He was homeless at the time. He was still wrestling, but all his money was going towards drugs. So he didn't have any money. He was sleeping on the street, walked into a bank and tried to rob it. Got out with $3,000 and went to Vegas and blew it all and then turned himself in 10 days later and spent four and a half years in prison. Perfect. Fairy tale ending right there. So... That's the most I've talked ever. So, I know, right? Like you're done for the like the next six months of episodes. That's <laughs> so. That's can you cut, by, by can way, you that, cut that, that up. Can you cut up what he just did and just like spread it across <laughs> <laughs> the next? <laughs> this is his own segment for the next six months. There's just <laughs> little parts. <laughs> that's, right. By the way, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm streaming. So there you go. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It still fits in because of what you said at the end there. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of streaming, and this is a whole different idea. Um, I know Dr. Hugh here will will back me up on this, but who who here is a fan or even remembers from the 90s, the, the local Syracuse band, they were huge around here, Dracula Jones. I remember the name. I never saw him. Isn't it the Dracula Jones? I thought so, but their Facebook page just says Dracula oh. Jones now. I don't know if they've rebranded it or not. But <clears throat> what's more important is their entire catalog as of midnight tonight, the 15th, it will be. Um, everything goes live on streaming and on for download digitally. Um, and I, I, I shared it earlier in the week through GeekPod and like I said there and like I'm saying now when we're done recording tonight the first thing I'm doing is purchasing all of their albums um, love these guys I've loved them for years Hugh we've we've discussed it before they gave us a green light to use their music on the show right yep they did okay. uh, talked to Jones today and um, he's pretty excited that we're going to be talking about them so I, I'm super excited about this. I, this was actually going to be my what's got me geeked, but I wanted to bury it closer to when they would actually be going live, even though we don't do this, you know, live. Um, Why don't I we? can't wait. Um, I, because I haven't worked out the tech yet. Well, we just need a Twitch channel. Duh. The, there you go. You you get on that. You're, you're a Twitch guy. Um, so anyway... Fuck. See, that's what you get for speaking up. Uh, so yes, their albums Heavy Pop, Speak, Prepare to Unload, and The Last Summer Supper. 
Last Supper. We'll all go live as of midnight tonight. And if you guys are listening back, it'll be a couple days ago because we usually have this out by Monday. Which is Friday the 14th. Yes, midnight tonight. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, you know, I, um, I played with a lot of bands growing up that look to those guys as heroes. Like, like um, I, one of the, the bands I was in was like really tight knit with another band who were like friends of theirs and they would, uh, they, they would open for them. You know, we, it was kind of like the tears and that's how I learned about them. And then one night we're jamming and their guitarist comes over and just hangs out and plays with us for all hours of the night. And then I kept running into Jeff Jones. Like I ran into him at a, uh, it used to be a coffee shop and maybe it's where Funkin' Waffles is now. I don't know. But I mean, it was, there was an upstairs to it. You know, he was playing a, you know, acoustic show here and I run into him like three different times. I ran into him and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, I like you guys. And uh, we, we would always chat. He seemed to remember me oddly enough, probably nice. not now. Um, but yeah, cause I, I wasn't just like a fan. I was like associated with a band he was associated with. So it was kind of cool to me. It was like meeting a rock star, you mm -hmm. know, I had their, I had prepared on load on tape and I used to fucking play that and flip it in my, you know, driving down the road in my, you know, first, second or third car. Cause I blew up a lot of them when I was younger. Uh, so it was a big deal and they're really fucking good. I mean, I, I think that they are one of the, the bands that, I mean, they deserve to get out of Syracuse more than mo any of the other bands around at the time. They should have. Right. And their music still holds up really well. Well, do you know part of why they didn't get out of Syracuse? No, I don't. Des went to law school. Oh, <laughs> he's a lawyer in Syracuse now. Yeah, uh, and that's common does knowledge you, if you're following their page. Just does I'm not he work for us? Shut up. No, he, no. Oh. We couldn't be that lucky. Just saying. That's too bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I can't wait, and I will make sure that we are done recording plenty of time for me to get the ipod and download everything i hope we're done recording way before then holy shit <laughs> it's like an hour and 10 minutes away <laughs> theater of the mind man theater of the mind come on all right so anything else that we're streaming here uh as usual we're talking about fear the walking dead what a weird episode yeah was not impressed with it i thought it was beautiful dude um, and I unexpected the way that it ended the way that it ended it was crushing i'm not gonna lie the way that ended, it does crush it the whole episode though like going through it up leading up to that i'm like i i don't i don't like this i didn't need this and then the ending does get you like i was that that's heartbreaking so uh, i re i realized early on what it was um, did you you caught it i did yeah it was either a dream or it was um her um, living through the last few minutes of her life. I really thought she was on her way out. Yeah, that, that's what we thought. We, we yeah. understood what they were doing pretty early right. on as well, but I was dead sure that she was going. Because usually, I mean, you devote an episode to a character and then they die. That's how The Walking Dead right. does it. This yeah. was her moment to shine throughout the whole episode. I never in a million years dreamed they would kill the baby. Especially with all that set up, yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. But I mean, they stayed with the science, and I'm glad they did yep. because that is how it works. You know, that's yeah, in, that, in, yeah, that Kevin's, Kevin's right. That a uh, lot of uh, mothers that have radiation sickness or 
exposure radiation if they when they get cured it transfers to the to the infant and 90 i think 90 percent of them don't make it yeah. so and the ones that do make it have issues. other other issues Many. so yeah. So the science played into part in part there to that whole thing. So, but yeah, that was it was a it was a pretty messed up episode. That they we always led up to the to the baby not making it. That was so I was like that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I think that will drive Morgan for the for the next few episodes. If you see, I think he'll be kind of on a more of a war path, or he'll shut down one yeah. of the two. Yeah. So no question, he'll think. Yeah. He'll take back up his spear, you know, and, and he'll go after whoever. Yeah. You know, as, as amazing as that episode was, and I mean, you could go on and on about how, uh, how epic it is that a, that a woman pregnant with a child had a moment where, whether or not it actually happened, but she believes that she communicated with her you know, the child that she was carrying before it died. I mean, that, that experience, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. But like I said, you can go on and on and on about that. But more about the key and what the key went to. How do you explain that a submarine, a nuclear submarine, is in a fucking freshwater reservoir before it goes dry? I mean, did it float there without power? Right. Well, I mean, we're supposed to get the explanation of that if they ever get around to filming that the web series. I don't know if it's – I went looking for uh, more details on it, but nothing as of the end of March. But we're supposed to see how that got there and what happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it just baffles me because you got to have a lot of fucking water – Get there. To use yeah. a goddamn submarine. Yeah. There typically isn't that much water in a goddamn reservoir. How the fuck did they get there? Hopefully, you'll get your answers. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Doctor Hugh, are you still watching Batwoman? I'm trying. I'm really struggling with all the CW shows right now, but. Are you um, caught I'm, up? I am not, but go ahead. I mean, I, 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 I saw the last episode, but I haven't watched the one that just came out this past week yet. I, I'm right with you. I, uh, I, I'm with the Kate Kane becomes Cersei, whatever the hell the uh, Sionis. Yeah, that that's where we were too. But it, it kind of blew my mind that we're actually getting a live action Stephanie Brown. I, I had read that's going to happen, and I'm sure they're going to fuck it up royally, uh, which makes me kind of not want to watch because you know she's one of my favorite characters. Yes, um, which is the only reason why I'm bringing this show up on the show right now. Yeah. Um, um, there you go. I had to click that away. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually excited to see what they do with it, but you're right. They're going to fuck this up. Yeah. I, you know, we talked about it at length before about how they were way too focused on Kate. When they shouldn't, they they should have just changed. Should let it go. Now we actually have the character back, played by a different actress, which they could have just fucking done to begin with. Yes. And so now we're what? How many episodes in of stuff that really didn't fucking have to happen? Right. (sighs) Shit that just hasn't mattered at all. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right, let's wrap this up. Kev, you wanted to talk about uh, well, Amazon Prime's War yeah, of the Worlds. I just wanted to ask one quick question about Batwoman. Is it worth watching since Ruby Rose is not no longer Batwoman? No. And it's not because she left the show. It's just because the, shit, the show went to the shitter is what it did. Yeah. It tanked really bad. That, that's the impression I got. I haven't really seen much of it, but I mean, I know who she is and I mean, I follow, I followed her career and it just seems to me that she would be so much better. I don't know why she left. I don't, I don't understand. Any Supposedly of that. Supposedly an injury. Yeah, right. I suppose you should probably bet her to back or something like that. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. She didn't mention any of that on her Instagram or any of her social media. So I didn't I didn't I didn't see that. Gotcha. Do you know do you know her background? Do you know anything about her? She's an actress. Lots of tattoos, short hair. She has an extra chromosome. What? She, she was born uh, sex indeterminate. Oh, no kidding. I was not aware of that. Yeah. She struggled with that her entire life. Even though she's um, physically female, she's not mentally. I mean, she literally has, you know, medical uh, situation where she is not uh, sex determinate. Interesting. I was not aware mm-hmm. of that. She goes into it a little bit on our Instagram. It's 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 a it's a good read. Nice. Um, it just it just gives you a little bit more background about who she is. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, so you were asking me about what I've been watching on Prime. Yes. Um, yeah. So I found this series, The War of the Worlds, and I wasn't really sure about it. I mean, I read the book. You know, I know about the radio. Uh, show years and years and years ago long before you know i was alive um and obviously i watched the movie with uh tom cruise and i guess there was another movie um also but all the movies have been um not accurate based on the book this series is supposed to be so I, i i included an excerpt from the writer uh, Peter uh, Peter Harness um, of this series. It's a. It's only got one season so far on um, on Prime, and he says the version the version of the War of the Worlds that I wanted to make is one that's faithful to the tone and spirit of the book. And I said H.G. Wells' book, but which also feels contemporary, surprising, and full of shocks. A collision of sci-fi period drama and horror I, I, I'm not that far into the series and I'm going to say he nails that statement Nice. Um, is this the BBC one that came out that they did last year it was like three episodes long or is this something different I, I'm going to say it's different but I don't know okay. I've only found it on Prime I don't know if it was on BBC I don't even know how many episodes it is. I want to say I'm at least three episodes in and there's more to go. So maybe there are three right now. That's what I'm seeing. Um, And it's from 2020. Maybe it's starting in May. Well, that's when they dropped May of 2020. It's, it's very interesting. Um, And what, 
what baffles me about it is that they're showing what's happening in their timeline. And they're also showing maybe the present or not the present, but like after they've defeated the aliens. And I, and I put that in quotes because I think that they're showing that they really don't know that they've defeated because they're not really sure about what happened to the earth and it's really not the same. So I'm not really sure what's going on. <clears throat> I'm not really sure what they're getting at, but um, it's, a, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting twist on, on the story and the perspective from two people on the ground made it interesting to me. So I, 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 I don't know. We'll see, see what happens. I'm hoping there's going to be more. We'll see. Oh, no, this is definitely something different. Yeah, this is... Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, the BBC did a three-episode uh, adaptation last year, which uh, I absolutely hated. Um, this oh. I might actually check out. I'm a huge fan of the original TV show. Um, oh. Um, I loved all three seasons of that. That's the first time I saw uh, Adrian Paul as yes. a Colonel Paul Iron Horse, who eventually went on to become, you know, uh, the Highlander. Yes. Duncan oh, McLeod. Okay. Yep. Duncan I, I I never saw that TV series. I'm gonna have to look that up. Fucking awesome! And you're gonna have a horribly hard time finding it. Oh, Track all right. Well, but it's but it's out there. Okay. All right. I'm sure you can. Find yeah, it for I you. mean, I liked. I, I know this is controversial, but I liked the Tom Cruise adaptation. I thought that I've was never seen interesting. It. it was actually pretty good. I saw it. Yeah. Wasn't some about sugar water that killed them or something? No, it was the uh, the cold virus. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. They caught the cold. That'll do it. They caught the Wuhan. The Wuhan. They caught the Wuhan. <gasps> See, we're getting ready. All right, it sounds like that uh, that about wraps it up for us, guys. Ready for me to drop my wisdom nuggets? Drop mm. any nuggets? Let's drop some nuggets. <clears throat> it's a question this week. Is busting through a wall... The direct result of inhaling Kool-Aid dust. Good night, everybody, and mega bye, you bitches. <laughs> We're out. Uh, yeah, you should. Um, if you can find that, Kev, uh, they, the, the, all the promos for it had Earth and it had the three things. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.